Blog Talk Radio. Glamour Fearless, Demon Talk Radio. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Insulin. 
Boy, what a difference it is. I see my son today. He has to also have insulin each day. And the methods of giving of taking insulin are so different. They have improved so much. So it's just wonderful that we have insulin in our lives. And I really appreciate the fact that she took good care of herself. That gave me several more years to share her as my mother. So I'm happy to give you this report on Mother's a very special month. Well, and she's one of the main reasons why you help us encourage other women to stay healthy each and every month with your mother, your diabetes tip. Now, I heard you had a very uh, fabulous Mother's Day. What did you do? Oh, I had a very special Mother's Day this year. I was with my entire family. Uh, we were happened to be in Athens, Georgia, because my grandson graduated from the University of Georgia, and we he was honored, and I was thrilled that our whole family was there to share the graduation with him. And then on Mother's Day Sunday, we were all able to be together at a brunch. It was just one of my very favorite Mother's Days. Well, that's, that's great to hear, and I actually enjoyed being their mom. <laughs> well, you're going to be back at the end of the show to share a new mother, your diabetes tip with everyone. But before you go, I'd like you to meet tonight's mystery caller, who happens to be an insanely talented artist, skilled home cook, extraordinary interior designer, and fantastic brother. Let's see who our mystery caller is. Hello, hey, mystery Max. caller. Hey, Max, it's your brother, Rich. Hey, Mom. And, hey, Rich. How nice to hear and from you're you. Here, and you're here tonight to help us honor a woman who helps encourage, inspire, and comfort all the members of the Divabetic community each and every day to uh, to live healthy. That's our very own Mama Rosemarie. What would you like to share? Uh, I just want to thank you for being such a great mom. I mean, you were always very supportive of us. And um, since we were kids, taking us to games and doing everything that we needed you to do for us, um, our education is all thanks to you and Dad. And it was great seeing you this weekend as well. Uh, we haven't spent Mother's Day together in a long time. So I just appreciate all your support and love. Paul, thank you so much. That means so much to me. You're welcome. And I hope with that message goes loud and clear to all the mothers who are listening tonight at uh, on Diabetes Roundtable. We think you're so special, just like Mama Rosemarie, and we want to thank my brother Rich for joining us to help honor a woman who gives up once a month to share a uh, friendly message of encouragement as well as participate at all the diabetic live outreach events. So thank you both for being here, and we'll talk to you later, Mama Rosemarie. Okay, that was a wonderful surprise. Thank you. Bye, Mom. All love right, you. All right, well, please welcome my favorite poet and TV host to the show, Lorraine Brooks. Hello, Lorraine. Hello, Max. Thank you for having me again. Well, we love having you on the show. Are you a big Kate Middleton fan? Actually, I am. I've been following her. I'm I'm a big uh, Prince William fan, and I think the two of them are going to make a lovely uh, royal couple, and I think the baby will be a welcome addition to the royal family. Well, and I know you live in New York, so have you happened to see Prince Harry running around uh, in New York? I have not. No, no, I have not. I've been looking, though. <laughs> you have you, been you can't miss his red hair. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble seems to find him, but I, I heard this trip he's doing a lot of incredible things like vi- uh, visiting the Jersey Shoreline. Well, I tell you what, if you're going to get in trouble, New York is probably the best place to do that because we've got a lot of trouble going on here. But, yes, I heard that he's looking at the damage from Sandy 
and uh, hopefully he'll be able to help and uh, raise some money, and that would be a good thing. Well, I'm always thrilled to royally welcome you to the show because you've written another original poem for us tonight to help celebrate diabetes, motherhood, and the glamorous life for all the divas and dudes out there. So can you please share your poem? Well, thank you, Max. And um, this evening's poem is called Ladies in Waiting. Kim Kardashian, icon of fashion, you struggle with your weight, but not so for Kate. Kate looks thinner. We think that she's a winner. She seems to be happy and whole, and baby weight is in control. Hallie always looks divine, even at this expectant time. Diabetes notwithstanding, surely making pregnancy more demanding. All all these ladies are in waiting, while the rest of us are debating, discussing all their baby fat and ignoring where it's really at. The thing is, the important matter, instead of all this idle chatter, is not if their clothes are too tight, but if their babies are all right. It's motherhood that takes the cake, not Kim's big butt, for heaven's sake. Who cares if Kate is thin or plump, or who's got the bigger baby bump? Being a mother is the big deal, and it's time we started getting real. I don't care who's going to jail or what the number is on the scale. I'd rather know that the ladies are swell and that their babies are going to be well. I know that you're pregnant and worry about looking good, but let's use this time to think more about motherhood. I wish them patience and perseverance and hope that they will all make wonderful parents. Hallie, Kim, and you too, Kate, don't worry so much about the weight. You'll get back to size, and the ultimate prize is raising a child who will be great. Thank you, Matt. You outdid yourself again, Lorraine. Thank you, Matt. You're fantastic, and everyone, you can check out Lorraine's poetry on the Diabetic blog, as well as Buy some sparkle because you have one of a kind uh, bracelets available with diabetes medical IDs on them, correct, Lorraine? That is correct. I'm making a series of charm bracelets that have the gray ribbon that signifies diabetes education and awareness. And uh, if a person is also diabetic, we can put the uh, medical alert charm in gold or silver. So thank you very much for mentioning that. Well, thank you for being on the show once again. What a great, what a highlight. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Max. Have a good show. All right, well, straight ahead, listeners, we're talking about the mother of all inventions. That's right, insulin with our Diabetes Roundtable first. Our first international caller from the Netherlands is here. Please welcome Molly from 100 Campaign. Hi, everyone. Hello, Molly. We're thrilled to have you and to help us recognize all the divas and dudes uh, who are listening who aren't part of the United States. It's a thrill to have you on the show. Thank you. Well, I just moved back here two weeks ago, so soon, very soonly transplanted from the U.S. Well, you, because you're doing such amazing work, but I want to tell everyone first and foremost, you are a woman living with diabetes who is a happy and loving wife and mother. Uh, what was it like, uh, you know, we're talking a little bit of trying to imagine Kim, Card- um, Kim Middleton, I'm sorry, Kate Middleton being pregnant. What was it like for you as a woman living with diabetes to go through pregnancy and motherhood? Um, You know, to be honest, for me, I've had type 1 diabetes since 
uh, I was 21. Um, and for me, it's, it's always just sort of been something that it, you know, it is what it is and I'm going to live my life how I want to. So, um, you know, when I decided to have children, um, you know, I was lucky enough. I was actually living in, in, uh, Holland where I live now at the time. And I was lucky enough to have good doctors. So I was really controlled with my blood sugars and I just kind of thought of it as another part of my life. I mean, you know, it, it can be a little bit more intense. Um, you do have to go to the doctor a little bit more, but, um, you can have a very healthy, normal pregnancy. My second pregnancy was with twins, with giant twins, and we went to full term with them. So it was, you know, I have three wonderful, healthy children now, and um, I, you know, couldn't be more happy and pleased with my choice to really look at it um, in a in a normal way. Wonderful. And, you know, the other thing about your life is it's so action-packed, obviously raising those three children, your husband, but you're also involved in a 100 campaign, and I, I really wanted to talk about what you're trying to do by the 100th anniversary of insulin. Sure. So um, t 2022 will be the 100th anniversary of the invention of insulin, um, and, you know, we're 10 years away from that right now. and um, what what we've decided to do with the 100 campaign is it's really just me and a couple of my friends who all work in um, diabetes and international diabetes. And what we were really shocked about, um, specifically for a small population like type 1 diabetes, is that even though, you know, 90 years on, there is insulin available really to everyone in the world, there are people all over the world who still don't have access to it particularly people in lower-income countries. Um, and, you know, sometimes they have some access, but it's not necessarily reliable, or there's certain barriers such as transportation or refrigeration or education that are stopping people from getting the insulin that they need. Um, and we were just really shocked about it and disheartened because it's not a medicine that's necessarily expensive, um, you know, you can survive. I mean, in the U.S., for example, you have all the technology to, you know, maybe like for me, I have an insulin pump or you have all these different um, things you can use to really, you know, narrowly focus your, your blood sugars and make sure you're on top of things. But to survive and live a healthy life, the basic things you really need are, are you know, insulin and syringes and people don't even have access to that. And I mean, it's really shocking to think that, for example, in sub-Saharan Africa, the life expectancy of a child with type 1 diabetes is still only five years. Um, so what we're trying to do is sort of begin a movement that really draws attention to this, and hopefully, you know, the, the end goal is in 10 years, 100% of people at least living with type 1 diabetes have access to insulin, and our hope is that through what we do, we can also ensure that everybody who needs insulin will also have access to it. Um, and again, we just started this um, at the very end of last year, and it's just we're kind of volunteering our time to do this because we just think it's so important um, for people, all people living with diabetes. Well, you know, and I'm so overwhelmed just hearing about it, Molly. And, you know, I, I wanted, as soon as I found out about you on Twitter, listeners, I wanted to get her on the radio so I could share with you what they're trying to do. I think this work is exceptional. If they want to find out more, um, 
Molly and join the cause like I do and all the Diva Better community I'm sure will join me in this. Where can they go? Yes. Well, our website's not quite ready, but we are on Facebook at 100 Campaign and we are on Twitter um, and and uh, the same, same 100 Campaign. Um, and, you know, we're always, we would love, love, love support. We put up a lot of information on Facebook um, and Twitter and um, we're happy to be in touch with anybody. If, if you want to email, um, please feel free to do that. Um, I can maybe I can just give you uh, an email address later or um, whatever. I think otherwise. Well, we'll talk, um, on, we'll talk uh, offline, and I'll keep everyone updated here on the podcast. If you go visit dbdash.org, okay. Molly will send me emails. But in the meantime, Molly, thank you so much for being a part of the show, and happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you very much. And happy Mother's Day to everybody else out there. All right, everybody. Pregnancy and motherhood are are times of great excitement and change for any woman. If you have type 1 or type 2 diabetes and are hoping to get pregnant soon, you should talk to your doctor about how to take care of yourself and your diabetes before, during, and after your pregnancy. If you have diabetes and are already pregnant, don't panic. Here to help me encourage you to do everything you can to take care of yourself and your diabetes during pregnancy are the Charlie's Angels of Outreach. Ooh la la. Mm-hmm. They're three of the smartest and sexiest diabetes educators from around the country. Please welcome Kathy Gold from Washington, D.C. Hi, Nick. Hey, Kathy. Nice to have you back on the show. Please welcome Patricia Patricia Addy Gentle from Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Max. Thanks for having me. Hi, Patricia. And first time on the program, Stephanie Garber from Philadelphia, PA. Me on. <laughs> I'm sorry, from what? Thanks for having me on the show, Max. Oh, I didn't hear the last part. I was like, what? Now, Stephanie, uh, you're not only a certified diabetes educator and a pharmacist, we should tell everyone, but you also happen to be living with type 1 diabetes and you're a mother. So what was your experience experience with pregnancy and motherhood and managing your diabetes? Um, Well, I found myself pregnant um, before I was planning to have a baby. So the planning stages of having a child when when I have type 1 diabetes, I was kind of having to step back and catch up on a lot of things. I was afraid that because my A1C was higher than where it needed to be that there would be problems with the development of my son. So I had to quickly get myself, um, my diabetes under control to a place where my blood sugars were stable. And um, that took about, for the, first, for the first month and a half, I was playing catch up. But once my uh, blood sugars were under control, um, my pregnancy, as, as Molly had stated, I wanted to make this as normal of a pregnancy as I possibly can. So I was able to continue to exercise while I was pregnant, and um, actually becoming pregnant actually helped me become more focused in my diabetes care. And I'm happy to say that I, too, was able to um, deliver a beautiful baby boy um, on term, and um, 
and now I'm the proud mom of uh, three wonderful sons. We love it. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I wanted to ask you straight up because we're going to go right into hot topics. I know you're a pharmacist, and I know there's a lot of women out there living with diabetes who are contemplating pregnancy, but how does birth how do birth control pills affect blood sugars? Well, right now, birth control pills are one of the most effective forms of birth control. Um, but birth control pills do contain very low levels of estrogen, which is a hormone. And people with and women with diabetes can use birth control pills. You might need more insulin because the hormones in birth control pills might make you a little bit more insulin resistant. There is a combination pill with a very low dose um, dose of estrogen that is probably the best birth control pill for women with diabetes. Well, later on in the show, we're going to be talking to a, a fantastic woman living with diabetes, and uh, she's going to be explaining a little bit about the choice she made around pregnancy based on some of her experiences taking birth control uh, pills. I've, I've heard they can have, they could be difficult to manage your blood sugar sometimes with birth control pills. They can because, like I said, the ins- the the estrogen in, in the birth control pills will make a woman more resistant. So if they are on insulin or they are on medication, they, will, they could need more insulin um, to control their blood sugars. But there are other options for women with diabetes, Max. Which would be what? Uh, women can use foam or condoms or diaphragms. They all work very well, but you, as long as you use them every time. Um, there all, is also the IUD, which is a small plastic device that's placed inside the uterus. Um, but it can increase a woman's risk for infections. So for women with diabetes, that that may not be the first choice. And this is something that you'll want to discuss with your physician. Mm-hmm. Great. Great advice. Well, Patricia, another woman with diabetes just got pregnant, uh, Halle Berry, and she's 46. A lot of people are wondering, is it a good idea for a woman in her mid-40s or older to get pregnant? What are the risks involved? Well, Max, um, as you know, um, there's a lot of literature concerning older women, uh, and pregnancy. Now, when diabetes is also one of the components that's in the mix, then it allows us to even look at a greater risk. So it is risky for um, anyone greater than the age of 35, and um, we look at even greater risk at 40 or above. And then there's diabetes, so we cannot... um, downscale that risk, but there are ways of having a healthy, great pregnancy with good outcomes and a great delivery, even uh, with the age and with uh, the diabetes. What this woman, like Hallie, any woman like Hallie, or any woman with diabetes or or who is considered to be um, a middle-aged woman with pregnancy will have to, first of all, try and plan the pregnancy. It's not something that you want to just happen haphazardly. So you need good health prior to the pregnancy. During the pregnancy, of course, more frequent testing of the blood sugar, more frequent visits to your doctor, and perhaps 
Um, other doctors may be in on the team, such as some of the high-risk pregnancy physicians, um, some of the specialty physicians. And so with that in mind, of course, there will be more appointments. But with good, immaculate care, with diligence of testing those blood sugars and keeping the A1C um, within range and prior to pregnancy, it's at advice that you would start the pregnancy with an A1C of 6 or below. So it can be done. There can be great outcomes, but it does take work. Well, I'm sure Halle Berry has a lot of help with it. Um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you know she's living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes? I, I've, I've seemed to see both information. I'm slightly confused regarding Halle well, Berry's status. Uh, I have always seen literature that um, presented her as type 1. Okay. I'm not really sure. I can't say that for you know without shadow of a doubt, but I do believe she's type 1. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. And now, Kathy Gold, do younger women with diabetes have a higher chance of miscarriage? Yes, um, Max. Actually, they can have a 30 to 60 percent um increased risk of having a miscarriage, um, especially if um, that pregnancy might be unplanned. Um, you know, we talked earlier a little bit about how important it was to kind of plan ahead to get your A1C level down. And we know that if um, we don't have um, normal blood glucose levels, that that can actually affect um, the placenta so that the baby does not really attach to the wall and it does not, you know, does not start getting a healthy start in life. So uh, that is why they have an increased risk of miscarriage. All right. Well, thank great advice, Angels. Thanks for being a part of the show tonight. Guess what, everybody? I'm ready to pass the boa and meet tonight another one of our real-life divas living with diabetes. She's from New York City. Let's get ready to welcome a fabulous diva. Oh, diva. Oh, hello, diva. It's time to pass the boa and show us your new attitude. All right. I'm ready to welcome the one, the only, Liz Wolf, the owner of Cure Thrift Shop in New York City. Hello, Liz. Hey, Max. How's it going? I'm fabulous now that you're in the spotlight with me. It's so much warmer here. You're glowing. Oh, I Thank feel you for it. This show. Thank you. You have an amazing story, but first and foremost, you should tell everyone you're also a mother living with uh, type 1 diabetes. Can you tell us a little bit about your pregnancy and, and motherhood and experience uh, living of with course. diabetes? Absolutely. So I, um, I have a 14-month-old son, Noah, and he is wonderful. Um, I actually delivered him on my 17th anniversary of being diagnosed with diabetes, which was a pretty amazing day for me to celebrate. It was bittersweet and wonderful. Um, and my pregnancy, it went really well. It, um, I, I prepared for about a year before I got pregnant, and everything went smoothly until the end when I blew up um, and could, bar could barely move, but that's pregnant women with or without diabetes. Um, and I delivered Noah at 37 and a half weeks. He was a little bit big, but I think he would have been big anyway. Um, and he was hypoglycemic for a few days. But after a couple of days of being treated in the hospital, he was fine, and we went home, and he is absolutely perfect. Now, were you encouraged to wear an insulin pump during your pregnancy? 
Yes, I I was wearing an insulin pump before the pregnancy, and um, then I knew that I would want to start having children and planning a family. I went on the pump. I was actually I didn't want to go on it all the years as a teenager, but of course this changed everything. And my doctors encouraged me to keep the pump on during my pregnancy and during my labor. And um, now, because we know you're going to tell us a little bit about your the queen of all things retail. Would you be caught dead in the floral dress that Kim Kardashian wore on the red carpet for the Met Gala recently? Never, ever, ever, unless I was going as Mrs. Doubtfire for Halloween. <laughs> what What would you wear during your when you, you explained that you got pretty big towards the end of the pregnancy? What how, What would, What's your take on maternity fashion? How do you like? How, what were you wearing at that point? Black. Head to toe black. Anything <laughs> black. And big leggings, anything that could stretch, um, that's all that I wore. I could not. I could barely leave the house. I was My feet were so swollen, I couldn't even get them into shoes. But black always works, whether you're pregnant or not. So floral is out, I'm taking it. Have you floral seen some of her other outfits? Have you seen some of her other outfits? Have I, I've seen all of her. Of course. I, I go to all of the celebrity gossip websites every day. They're so, outrageous, but that's the truth. You know, it, she's having fun with it. I don't blame her. She's having fun. She's testing out with fashion, and, and who cares? She's pregnant. Let her have fun. Well, uh, you know, the question I want to know, though, is, like, you know, um, on the other side of it, when after you have the baby, it seems like you have to get insane about getting your body back. I mean, do you feel any pressure because of Beyonce, Pink, uh, even Giselle recently uh, showed herself after pregnancy and how she got her body right back. Do you feel any pressure about Definitely. getting your body back? Of course. I mean, I, you feel pressure even when you're not pregnant of getting your body to look like the bodies of, these, of all the celebrities. I did feel pressure. Um, it, you know, miraculously, right after I had the baby, about three weeks later, all of the weight flew off of me naturally, which was really odd. It was surprising. Um so that happened, but I uh, it, it, I still look at the celebrities and I don't understand how they're so skinny uh, right after they have the baby. It's it's imposing in bikinis with with like four packs. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. But there's a lot of pressure, and it's hard. And especially living with diabetes, you know, it's uh, insulin is a fat producing hormone, and um, you really have to work out and diet and take good care of yourself as a diabetic to lose weight easily. And and managing your diabetes now that you have a 14-month who's becoming very active and running around, what's that like for you? I've been getting a lot of lows lately. Um, definitely my blood sugar has been going low. I have to constantly carry juice or some, you know, a piece of fruit. My mother carries them around in her bag. It's not just from having a child. I have a very active lifestyle, and um, I'm finding myself lowering my insulin just about every day. But sometimes, you know, I remember in the beginning when I first had him and my Hormones were fluctuating so much after the pregnancy um, that I would be putting him to sleep at night and doing that typical mother bop for about an hour, like bouncing up and down, up and down, getting him to go to sleep. And all of a sudden, my blood sugar would crash. And it would be as though I hadn't done any of the work to try to put him to sleep because I'd have to hand him off to my husband and go treat my low. So it's 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 definitely difficult. It's challenging, and I'm I'm still trying to figure it out and balance how to manage my diabetes, and take care of my son. And also on top of dealing with that, you're also running a business. So now tell everyone a little bit about your other baby. Sure. 
Absolutely. So I uh, I own Pure Thrift Shop in New York City. We've been open for five years. Um, we are a nonprofit thrift shop. All of our proceeds benefit the Diabetes Research Institute Foundation in Miami. And um, so everything in the shop is donated. We are we have two levels. It's almost six thousand square feet, and it's everything thrift, everything secondhand. So all day long, we're moving furniture, picking up donations, dressing mannequins. Um, all to find the cure for type 1 diabetes. That is fantastic. So tell everyone, how can they find out more about Thrift, uh, thrift I'm sorry, Cure Thrift Shop? <laughs> you can go to our website, curethriftshop.com, and we're actually in the next week or so relaunching our online store so people all over the world can shop with us, not just in New York City. Um, you can also check us out on Facebook or follow our blog. We are pretty obnoxious with updating it all day long with different items that are coming into the store and things that are going on. So, um, yeah, either com or our Facebook or Tumblr page. And rumor has it that a certain um, healthcare advocate in a fruit suit is going to be stopping by to shoot a video very soon, listeners. So get ready for Mr. Divadetic visits Liz at Cure Thrift Shop. That's going to be coming up later this summer, Liz. I can't wait to do that with you. That's awesome. I can't wait. Now, are you ready, Liz? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because it's time to play Diabetes Numerology. Have you played this game before? No, I'm a little afraid. <laughs> All right. Well, here's how Diabetes Numerology works, everybody. I'm going to read aloud a random blood sugar value along with a related situation to Liz. Then I'll ask. Liz, to tell us how she would deal with this situation. And next, the angels, Patricia, Kathy, and Stephanie, will discuss her solution and share some tips. But remember, if you're playing along with us tonight, keep in mind that one solution doesn't work for everyone. Check with your doctor to find out what your specific game plan should be and visit divabetic.org for free diabetes numerology game book downloads. All right, Liz, do you consider yourself to be funny? Yes. Well, then you're in luck because tonight our Diaries Neurology game is loosely based on the film The Guilt Trip, starring the original funny lady, Barbara Streisand. Your <laughs> Diaries Neurology situation is you're driving on a cross-country road trip with your mom when you begin to get aggravated from her crazy antics like her need to stop at every truck stop along the highway. Your Diabetes blood, Numerology blood sugar value is 234. What would you do? Okay, am I driving the car? Yes, you are. You're driving. Okay. I Who's would driving pull you over. Not, you're driving. Okay. I would pull the car over. I would treat my low. I would tell my mom to please be quiet, and I would drink a ton of water. Ooh, and I'd wait lot. about 20 minutes before I would continue on the road. Ooh la la. That's those are the Charlie's Angels. Kathy Gold, how did she do? She did well. Um, it's a tie. Um, I, I, you said that the number was high, correct? Two thirty, two forty. Yeah, yeah. So there's Blood lots sugar. of things you. Yeah. So one of the things you can do, she pulled over. Um, the other thing I would suggest, besides drinking water, is maybe doing some calisthenics or jumping jacks. And you know, any kind of physical activity is going to bring that blood sugar down. Okay. And Patricia Addy Gentle. 
Well, I think um, the the two suggestions of water and the calisthenics are excellent suggestions. I would um, um, encourage her to tell someone, if you're with your mother, you know, let her know that the blood sugar is high. Let her know that there are things that she might want to be um ready to take care of. If she's a driver, perhaps she can take over until we can get this number where it should be. Or, on the other hand, if she's not, you might have to take some time, um, you know, to pull over and just stay there for a while uh, until you have your blood sugar back where it should be before you uh, resume your trip. And, Patricia, if she's getting aggravated by something as simple as her mom needing to pull over at a truck stop, that might be a sign that something's going on with her blood sugars as well, right? Because sometimes our emotions play a role with our blood sugars. That's absolutely true. Um, Stress, adrenaline, um, all of the hormones that interplay with insulin can cause those high blood sugars. So it might be a time when you do need to just take some fresh air, go for a walk, uh, and, like I say, rest a while. All right, and Stephanie, what should she be carrying in her car? Um, well, besides a toothbrush and a clean pair of underwear, there are... <laughs> what? This is the guilt trip, so, you know, you need to have a clean pair of underwear. You should always have um, a first aid kit in your car, whether you have diabetes or not. And keeping water bottles in that first aid kit is a good is a good idea. Um, if you're traveling on a cross-country, you would want to bring your medication and insulin with you. Um, and you probably would want to bring twice as much as you think that you're going to need. But you have to remember that not to keep your insulin or medications in the car, but to keep them in a cooler because the car can get very hot sitting in the sun. You'd also need to bring your meter and supplies, whether it's the testing strips, alcohol swabs, and lancets. But it's really also very important to keep an emergency supply of juice boxes for low blood sugars. You want to have a fast-acting glucose, like juice boxes, glucose tabs, hard candies. Um, You can throw a can of soda. And the glucose tabs are real easy. You can just throw them in the side of the door and, you know, really don't have to worry about the, the temperatures. Also, um, there's, you never know when you're going to have a snack attack, so keeping snacks such as peanut butter crackers or cheese crackers handy is, um, is also a good idea. And things that people also forget about is like extra batteries for your meter um, because, and keeping your meter out of the sun. And then you can also um, use your mobile phone or your uh, download apps for on your phone that could give you places to stop. So if you do have to stop at every truck station um, or truck stop, you could know uh, some of the foods and what the carbohydrates are in the foods that you're going to eat by looking them up on some of the apps, like Calorie King or Urban Spoon. And there's one, a really good one called Healthy Out that you can download onto your phone. Fantastic. Liz, what did you think of that advice? That was great advice. I really, um, that was wonderful and definitely actually gave me some ideas. I never thought to carry batteries with me in the car, but that is a great suggestion if the pod, if my Omnipod does run out of batteries. So that was great. Well, uh, Stephanie, you're going to be 
visiting us sometime soon at the Diva Better Club Philadelphia. Can you tell us a little bit about that event? Certainly. The uh, Diva Better Club is a club that meets every Thursday, every third Thursday at noon at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital. It's held in the alumni, Jefferson Alumni Center, and it's a great way to have fun, um, get support for diabetes, and laugh, and uh, just a, a way to meet people and learn about diabetes. And Liz, it's only a short car ride from New York City. <laughs> and Patricia Addy Gentle, you're going to be jumping in your car driving with me to Savannah, Georgia, for taking control of your diabetes this coming week on, on May 18th. You've helped out at so many diabetic outreach events. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about what it's like to be at a big diabetic makeover experience? It is quite an experience, Max, and it's one that I have missed for a while, and I'm so happy that I have this opportunity. So, Savannah, here we come. All right. And, Kathy Gold, you and I do outreach in the most incredible places, such as a farmer's market. I'm going to see you very soon and Bethesda when we work at Central Farm Market. And that will be great fun. And if you want to find out any more from the angels, please contact us at divabetic.org, and we will uh, continue to provide wonderful advice like they did tonight. Now, Liz, because you played our diabetes numerology game tonight and you're helping us raise awareness in a fun new way, you're getting a new natural gift basket filled with diabetic-safe, low-glycemic, tooth-friendly sweeteners, a Cabot cheese gift basket, a healthy chocolate basket from Lily at www.simple-approach-2-healthy-living-dot.com and Level Foods gift basket containing delicious tasting glucose gel that will raise your blood sugar twice as fast as juice and half the calories of soda. What do you think of that? That is fantastic. So unexpected. Thank you. That's great. Now, everyone, if you thought I met all the most fabulous divas tonight, you're wrong because we've got two more standing by. They're the two fabulous digital divas who are here to join us to review the CVS Pharmacy mobile app to help, me, to help us decide if it's too much or too little information in the palm of your hand. Please welcome to the show my favorite divas from Boston. We have Taryn. Hi, hi Max. Hi, Taryn. And from Cincinnati, Ohio, we have Jessica Clark. Hi, Max. Hi, everyone. I want to get into it, but before we do, uh, Jessica, I want to talk to you a little bit because you shared, you've been on the show several times, and we had a private discussion a little bit about your, um, what you're choosing to do to be a mother. You're living with type 1 diabetes. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the decisions you've made? Uh, yes, I can. I'd be more than happy to. I decided about a month ago, well, early March, to have a tubal ligation, which is, um, in layman's term, having your tubes tied. I decided that that was the best decision for me as a diabetic woman because, like we touched on earlier in the show, I was having severe issues controlling my blood sugar that I later found out was attributed to taking a lot of birth control pills. So seeing that my health was in um, great risk, I didn't want to risk my life or the life of a child or anybody else, including my husband, if he'd have to be a single parent, uh, we decided to have my tubes tied, and when the mood strikes us to have kids, there are plenty of kids who are 
needing a loving home um, through adoption. Yes, there are. And I thank you so much for sharing that so some of the listeners could hear uh, all the different sides of motherhood and diabetes tonight from women like you as well as Stephanie, Molly, Liz, and all our wonderful educators. So thank you so much for sharing that. No problem. And all of them are great inspirations to the positivity that type 1 diabetic women can have children. Absolutely. And with that, we're going to turn our attention now to the CVS app, which claims that it helps you refill, transfer, manage prescriptions, access your prescription history, create a shopping list, send savings and rewards cards, and even you can find out the locations of the minute clinics. I'm sure Stephanie Garber does not like that. I'm only joking because she's a fabulous pharmacist as well and much more. Taryn, I know you checked out the CVS app. What did you like about it? Taryn? Jessica? Uh, Max, Max, are you there? Yeah. Yep. Okay, great. Um, I've been using the CVS website for the past year to refill my prescriptions. So it was pretty easy jump between the website to the app. Um, and I, I find that it's really efficient and it's easy, and I've been, um, I've been using it. Um, and so I, I haven't had any problems with it. Um, the only the only negative is that um, it does sometimes um, take a couple of times you have to refresh the page, and I'm not sure if that's my phone or if it's um, something with the app. But other than that, um, I found it to be really useful. All right. And how about you, Jessica? What did you think? I love the app. I can't, unfortunately can't use it to refill prescriptions. Um, my insurance doesn't use CVS, but I am a huge fan of refilling prescriptions through a mobile app because if you're like me and you notice you're low on test strips at 12 o'clock in the morning, you can refill it right then. You don't have to think about it in the morning to remember. But I tried the CVS app on my iPhone and my iPad. Both are super user-friendly, and I am a huge cosmetic junkie, so I loved clipping coupons and looking at sale prices on all the cosmetics I could go in there and buy to make me feel extra glamorous. And Stephanie Garmer, I know you're not only a certified diabetes educator, you're a pharmacist at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital. How do you think mobile apps and pharmacies go together? Um, I, apps, I, I, I actually use the CVS mobile app myself. So well, what I, do think you think it's, I, I think it's a really good, it really is a good app, and um, I fill all my prescriptions using it. So. Um, I was super glad that you're actually promoting it or, or, or reviewing it because I, I, even though I don't work for CVS anymore, I think it's a great, it's a great app. So are you giving it a Stephanie starting with you? Are you giving it a whack or a wow? I'd give it a wow, Max. Yeah, I'm giving it a wow as well. Wait, Taryn. Wait, Taryn. Are you giving it a whack or a wow? I'm giving it a wow. And Jessica from Cincinnati, Ohio, what are you giving it tonight? The CVS Mobile. I'm gonna sweep. I'm giving it a wow. <laughs> and guess what, listeners? If you want to give it a wow, you can come to Savannah, Georgia, because CVS is donating tonight all these wonderful diabetes circulatory health socks for me to give away. And Savannah, this coming weekend on May 18th from CVS, and they did that without knowing what our diva, Digital Divas Roundup would be. So thank you, CVS, for making all our Divas stay healthy and happy. Good job, everybody. 
now, coming up, it's time to welcome back to the show my favorite diva, the very special, the one, the only, Mama Rose Marie. Hello, Mama Rosemary. Hello, Max, again. It's wonderful to be here. Our show is all about motherhood today. What kind of advice do you like to give out to uh, women who want to be mothers since you're such a fabulous one? Well, remember that it takes great children to make great mothers. (laughs) So my tip this month is to remind you to plate your snacks. Uh, when you eat straight out of the bag and you're guaranteed, you are definitely guaranteed to eat more, whether it's chips or pretzels or cookies. Instead, put a small portion on your plate, seal up that bag and put it away. Then sit down and enjoy your snack. The danger of snacks is that they can become more like extra meals if you go overboard. Using a plate is one way to stop yourself from overeating. And that's my tip for today. And I bid you all ciao for now. All right. Well, remember to visit DivaBix Facebook fan page and group pages and check all my videos on Mr. DivaBix's YouTube channel. And again, Savannah, Georgia, I can't wait to meet you on the red carpet at the Taking Control of Your Diabetes Conference on Saturday, May 18th with Mama Rosemary and Patricia Addy Gentle. Now, before we go, I want to ask Liz, what did you think of the show? I thought it was so great. It was informative, and it's great to um, speak to other people who are living with diabetes or, you know, manage people's diabetes. It really was educational and fun. So thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining the show. And Molly, you're such an inspiration to us working on the 100 campaign. What did you think of the show? I love the show, and I thought it was so much fun, and it's so nice to see some fun in diabetes. Everybody takes it so seriously, so I loved it. And, Taryn, you've been very busy with another school year up in Boston, just finishing <laughs> that up. How has everything been going for you lately? We didn't really get a chance to talk to you tonight. Oh, it's well, it's been great. I've been very, very busy finishing up. But, um, I had to be extra careful about my blood sugar levels at the end when I'm correcting those final exams and finishing up, and it gets a little bit stressful, but I made it through, and I'm really happy to, you know, have a little time to relax and kind of just put my health first, so it's great. All right, and Stephanie, I want to ask you another question about um, motherhood and, and diabetes, because a lot of women might experience postpartum depression. I'm wondering how some of these medications might affect them if they're living with diabetes. Do you have any advice on that? Uh, the medications for postpartum depression, is that what yeah. you're asking, Max? Mm-hmm. Um, well, if if you are experiencing symptoms of depression after um, a baby, it's very important that you do seek medical medical help. And there are medications that you can take that can help control um, the depression. There are some of those medications, though, that can cause an elevation in blood sugar, but it's also the fact that depression um, can also cause cause elevation in blood sugars as well because it acts as a stressor on the body. So um, learning how to cope with the depression can actually help lower blood sugars as well as the medications 
for depression that are it's risk versus benefit, especially if you're breastfeeding. All right, and Kathy Gold, we're going to be at the Central Farm Market in Bethesda, Maryland, uh, early in June. So many people go to the farm markets wanting to be, uh, you know, choose things fresh, but it's also a great time, as we're going to find out, to have a health fair. There's so many people who are walking around undiagnosed today, and a lot of our listeners might be tuning in who have no idea about some of the symptoms of diabetes. Can you share those? The symptoms of diabetes, sure, Max. Um, my blurred vision, I think, is probably the one that we see the most. People um, all of a sudden can't see very well and they don't understand why. Um, uh, another one might be that they're very thirsty. They're drinking a lot of fluids because they're very, very thirsty, and they're urinating very frequently. So they're always going to the bathroom and because they're always urinating and then they're always drinking. Now, a lot of times what people do is they drink soda or juice because maybe they're not feeling well, which further drives up their blood sugar. Uh, another symptom that you might see is women may be more prone to urinary tract infections or vaginal yeast infections. Uh, a wound doesn't heal very well. And lots of times when people's blood sugars are very high, they don't have a lot of energy. They're very, very fatigued. So those are the most common ones that we see. And Patricia Abney Gentle, I want to end with you tonight because for years you've gone around the country working with me on Divabetic Outreach events. And one of the main things you did was you supervised an area of our program called Tunnel of Love, which is a lot about intimacy, romance, and um, our sexual desires living with diabetes, but specifically for women, but you talk to a lot of couples, and I know when people are considering motherhood and pregnancy, a lot of times uh, it's what came first, the bees or the, the birds and the bees. So when we're talking to people about desire and intimacy, intimacy issues, what are some of the common things you heard around the country? Um, with women um, and sexual desire, uh, when there's a diagnosis of diabetes, many times you will hear that um, desire is not the same, that there are changes in the way that they feel, the way that they um, even th their self-image or self-esteem issues, especially with type 2s who may have had some weight gain and different things that occur with the body um, once that diabetes diagnosis has come. So with these women, it's important to talk with them about their feelings, to have them to be more open and candid and share those feelings with their partner, and for the two of them to work on the kinds of things that will enhance their experience. Um, also, to speak with their physician, some of the uh, problems that they may experience will include vaginal dryness because of high blood sugars. Uh, we've already kind of touched on vaginal infections or kind of prevalent. Um, so when there's dryness or an infection, um, that lowers desire as well because the sexual act may be complicated with, you know, un a feeling of uncomfort, uh, of discomfort uh, during that particular time. So um, vaginal lubricants and uh, medications to treat the vaginal infection or whatever is necessary to clear it up um, should be discussed with a physician. And, of course, keeping those blood sugars in good control helps to keep the skin hydrated and to deter the dryness of the vaginal um, area. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you love Lorraine Brooks' poem, and who didn't tonight, 
listen to the show again on iTunes or divabetics.org. You can download this episode as well as 100 more for free. I want to say to everyone, thank you for listening, and I'm so proud to be part of your entourage. So let's stay happy and healthy together. Have a great night, everyone. You too, Max. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.